the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Coming up on today's program, remember record stores? Do you miss record stores? John and Kathy are going to talk about it. Also, God takes happiness seriously, and so should you. And also this hour, the character gap. How good are we? We've been keeping them in a soundproof booth backstage, and here they are now, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I didn't want people to hear what you were saying, John. It's good to hear again. Tell you that. I mean, you know, if an announcer says something about you and you're in a soundproof room, can you hear it? I guess not, right? Is it like the tree falling in the forest? Exactly. That's exactly where we are. Yeah. Happy Friday, John. Hey, very nice, huh? Very good to have uh, Friday upon us. I think, it, I mean, is it the appropriate time for me to tell you? Tell me. Your weekend has begun. Ah, yes. Yeah. Five oh. minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. At least in this corner of the world, all was right and well. Very nice, Kathy. You got weekend plans? Well, I do have weekend plans. I am going to see my favorite film of the year again. I can't believe you're doing this again. <laughs> I never do this like that. I never oh, do I'm this. Oh, I'm doing it like this. Really? I am doing it like this. Okay, so tell the story. All right, so um, I don't see a lot of films. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. Like none. Like none. Now you found a film you love and you can't get away from it. Exactly. Um, My daughter went to see The Greatest Showman before Christmas. I think it premiered, you know, in the middle of the month. And she came home and said, no, I'm telling the story wrong because it wasn't my daughter who found it first. It was New Mike. What? New Mike, in the middle of December, goes to see this film. And he's Instagramming about it. And he's like Facebooking about it. And he's like mad tweeting about it. I came in the next day and I said, what is this greatest snowman movie that you saw? What is the big deal? Snowman. He was like, it's not snowman. Uh, And Mike, you go to see about one film a year as well, don't you? Pretty much. Uh (laughs) Yeah, let's listen to that. Okay, this is not circus music. Because the story's not about the circus. No, it is in a way. No, it isn't about life so mike says it's not snowman anyway he tells me about the greatest showman and i'm like okay whatever it was like two weeks later my daughter went to see it she's 16 she came home she was like mind blown she's like mom we have to drop everything we're doing we have to drop our lives you have to quit your job we have to sell our house like whatever we have to see this movie before we do anything so i was like whatever anyway i went out and saw it i loved it i loved it so much that when the last quote came up on the screen I cried a little. What? I did. I cried a little. Really? I did. I did too. Oh my god! Get out! And I I'm clapped. Sorry. I clapped. Oh what? yeah. Seriously. So I went and saw it because you guys built it up so much. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Oh my gosh! I, I, I got to be honest. In what the, is wrong with you? In the middle of the film, I actually went to the men's room. Which oh I, my god! Which I never do. Which I never do. That's how much I was kind of like, okay, it's fine. That's it. No great shakes. I don't understand. You. I would give it a solid C. I. A solid um, Mike. That's it. 
What's that? Come on, more of this music? Yeah, there was a little more, okay. but it stopped. But it was coming, All right. but then it stopped. No. <laughs> so you're going to go see? We're fighting. Okay. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. Oh, I get what it is. <laughs> it took you, me man. a minute. I no, no, no. I'm not fighting. I'm just telling you the, the exact truth. Well, I loved it so much that uh, I went back and took my other daughter mm-hmm. uh, to see it last week. Mm-hmm. So that was time number three for my second daughter. It was time number two for me and time number one for my oldest daughter. My oldest daughter went thinking, okay, I'm just going for mom. You know, it's like yeah, a yeah. The end. Last quote came up. She was crying. Oh, my goodness. Of course she, she did. was crying. You know why? Because she has a heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a heart, too. So as soon as it was over... You know, my daughters were like, oh, my gosh, this is so epic. Uh-huh. We have to get daddy to see it. We have uh-huh. to. Get... Now, my husband sees, if I see no movies, he sees negative numbers of movies. I can't okay? believe that. So, so like, daddy, you have to see this movie. Tomorrow's the day. Uh-huh. So we're going tomorrow to see The Greatest Showman. Again, it yes. will be number four time for that my second crazy. daughter. It'll be three for me. It'll be two for my oldest daughter. And it'll be number one for the hub. Now, I feel bad for your husband. There's way too much pressure There's on him. a lot of pressure. Because what if he's like me? What if he goes, well, that was fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's going to get beat on. Oh, he will. Yeah, he will for sure be beat on. I don't think he'll have the option of not liking it. Oh. That's what's sad. Okay. I'm it's just a- trying to be honest. Like, what, what if he says, you know, oh, that was average or like, you know, I didn't like that last song. See, to me, it was sort of like this, this modern day fable of we are all... You know, equal. We are all That's united. The one song. We are That's all, not no, the message no, no, of the not. film. Look, there's all these like you know, like the bearded lady, the tattooed man, you know, the tall guy, right. the little little guy. Right. Everyone. Tiny Tim. It's like this kumbaya film. I, I, but it also gives the perspective of how a rich man and a poor man can right. still favor each other. And it also yes. is the perfect story of a guy who has every opportunity to be unfaithful to his wife and yeah. leave his family. It's a great story. Yeah. Who chooses not to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And, and how often do you ever see any movie like that anymore? It's kind of funny. I was watching uh, The Days of Wine and Roses last night. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say I was watching The Days of Our Lives. No. And, and Jack <laughs> Lemmon faced the same dilemma, but there was no bearded lady there. There was no bearded lady. No. Right. And there was not, the music probably wasn't nearly as not good. Not although it was, I'm sure that um, song won an Oscar. Yeah. I absolutely hate that song (laughs) laugh and run away like a child at play i mean i know every word to that song i wish i could scrape that that out i don't know but it's in there and i can't make it leave anyway so that's what i'm doing this weekend john i'm excited about it i would like to bring new mike with me oh please i'd I'd love to go of course you'd love to go heck yeah because tell me do you want to go of course you do (laughs) i don't see that again I mean, uh, the people who've seen this movie are like a crazed bunch. Are we crazy? We are. We are. I mean, I've seen it. It's, it is. It. It's insane. Now, what did your first thing your wife said as soon as she finished seeing it? Oh, my goodness. I want to see it again. Thank you. Of course I, she did. I, I mean, I, mm-hmm. okay. All right. It's that good. Anyway, so we're going to do that tomorrow, John. What do you have going? Very nice. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I got nothing. Do you? That's good. I Absolutely like that feeling. Absolutely nothing. I like that I'm wide a lot. open. Okay. I'm wide open. Good. Do you want me to give you any ideas? Nothing. Nothing. You could come see Greatest Showman with us. No, I'm not going to do... No, I don't want you anywhere near my husband. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I've been reading. Have you? Yeah. Do you, are you in the middle of something good? I am. Something very good. Uh, actually, a guy who's on the show with us. Yes. Uh, Mark Whitaker's Smoketown. Oh, gosh. What a book yeah. that is. Yeah, so I've been like plowing through that. Okay. I'm maybe like 100 pages away from finishing it. So oh. I might spend the entirety of tomorrow. So I'm guessing that that book is worth it. 
Oh, it's an excellent book. Look, he makes the case, and he makes the case very well, that Pittsburgh rivals Harlem as a, as a center of black renaissance. Really. I mean, you look at Pittsburgh from the 20s to the 50s for you know the people who lived here who were African-Americans. It was a great city, a great mm-hmm. city. And everybody who was connected to black culture came through this town. So chalk the photographs and one great story after another. Can you Wonderful. get over the production of the book, the actual physical book? It's it, beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. So that's my big read. Okay, I that's great. That. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I hope you... Take the dogs for a walk, read right? a little bit, have okay. a little nosh. I don't know. Have a little nosh. That's a little sad. John's having nosh. Yeah. Mike, you'd still rather go to the cinema with us though, right? Oh, of course. Thank you. On the I'd weekends, do, do you have, like, you know, do you schedule a little something extra special to eat? You do that? Oh, always. Yeah. Definitely. Always. Treat, treat yourself on We have a, a big Saturday. meal on Sunday. Uh-huh. Okay. Big meal on Sunday. So, But you know what? I usually go shopping for it today, and I didn't have a chance to do that. Mm-hmm. So Might little, be popcorn I'm a, and butterfingers. Okay, let me bring this up. The reason I wasn't – I always go to the strip on Fridays to get my, my groceries. wasn't able to do it because I had to make a trip to uh, Barnes & Noble. I needed to pick up a book, mm-hmm. and I have not been in – I'm embarrassed to say this. I've not been in a bookstore in forever. And I could not believe how many people were in that bookstore. Really? It was packed Yay, out. Yay, that's it, really good uh, news. Packed out. And it made me think, you know what? For all of the Kindles, for all the Kobos, for all of that, all of your iPads, the bookstore is on the rebound. I hope that that's I true. I think the bookstore really is on the rebound. I really hope that that's true. Yeah, because, I think so. Uh, the bookstore, um, the record store, all these places that were one you know, sort of community meeting places, for me at least, they, they've kind of faded away. Didn't you love a record store? National Record Mart, Northway Mall. Man, I loved it there. National Record Mart. National Record Mart, Forbes Avenue in Oakland. There was a time when I lived across the street in Bloomfield from the National Record Mart warehouse, which was super cool. That's awesome. That's like where all the good stuff lives. Aldi's is there right now on Bond Boulevard. That's not quite as exciting. So uh, funny you bring this up because I was reading this obituary this week, which I kind of like to peruse the obituary. I know you do. Uh, Russ Solomon passed away this past week at the age of 92. Russ Solomon, most famous for the uh, innovator behind Tower Records. Now, I don't believe there was ever a Tower Records in Pittsburgh. The only one I was ever in was in New York City. In Greenwich Village or the Upper West Side? I wouldn't know. Okay. Well, the the, uh, flagship store was in Greenwich Village from 1983 forward. But uh, at one point, Tower Records was a Mm. billion-dollar business. And, of course, like all record stores, it uh, bit the dust. But Russ Solomon was one of these geniuses. He put a record store initially in his father's pharmacy. He quit high school at the age of 16, sold used records from the father's jukebox in the pharmacy, and then thought, I'm just going to sell brand new records. Hmm. His father left the pharmacy business, and so he started this first record store back in the late, late 50s. And then from there, there was an explosion. So you think about 125,000 different – before there was Amazon, there was Tower. Yeah, records. Right. A big innovator. I mean, I remember going to that store. I was a junior in high school, I think, in New York. And it was like, it was enormous. It was like a warehouse. Yeah, it is. I mean, there was the size of football fields, right? So they were not necessarily, you, you could never walk into, like you would never walk into a Barnes and Noble. Well, most people don't. You would never walk into a record store like Tower Records and get something and leave. You lingered. Oh, yeah. You'd have 20 to look, minutes, right, 30 right. minutes. You just kind of hung out. Yeah. And this, you know, you do this right. with your fingers, yep. looking at the vinyl, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Or even I remember doing that after CDs came out. Yeah. I was do- at, at, remember Record Rama? Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh? sure I do. Yeah. Loved Record Rama. Outstanding. Yeah. So you missed that. Oh, I, I, miss, I that. miss the record store. Oh, Mike, you said that before we went to air, right? I miss it so much. Yeah. It, you know, it, there's specific places that have certain smells to it. Like, 
vinyl, a vinyl store, a CD store, mm-hmm. has that that smell. Yeah, like I, love, I love that smell. What did you say it was? Vinyl? Vinyl store. You know, it's like vinyl. a CD. Vinyl. Vinyl. He's vinyl. 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 He's vinyl. from Newcastle. They call it vinyl. Yeah, they call it vinyl there. What, it sounds like chitlins or something. Ah, whatever. Could be. Vinyl? Where are you from, man? Am I going to have to get in the middle of you two again? What the heck? For heaven's sake. It's a vinyl record. <gasps> Very nice. Hey, stick around. Uh, our guest up in a few minutes. We're going to talk about uh, God takes happiness seriously. So should you. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. Stick around. WORD. Hi, I'm Georgine Rice. This week in the Christian Outlook, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Louis Farrakhan has become an issue for the Democratic Party as they're reluctant to denounce the overt anti Semite. He also said this White folks are going down. Be sure to join us and visit our website at ChristianOutlook.com. The Christian Outlook, Sunday night at 10 on 101.5 WORD. This is Mark Helgerman of Trinity Jewelers. Like you, my family and I love uplifting music that honors and glorifies God. It's played a big part in our personal walk of faith. That's why I'm pleased to be a major sponsor of the music here on Word FM. Tune in for the best of today's Christian music, Saturdays from 12 to 10 and Sundays noon to 6. You can also register for our weekly Christian music CD giveaway. Just stop by our store on Mount Nebo Road during business hours. No purchase necessary. Hope to see you soon. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Hello, have you ever wished you could have been in the room with Jesus and his disciples as he led them through the Last Supper? Many Christians know the Last Supper was actually a Passover meal called the Seder. Abraham here from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation. You are invited to our Passover Seders where we will lead you through the Jewish traditions and show you how Jesus used them to explain his sacrifice and why we need him. Join us April 6th, 7th, or 8th. More info at rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc.org. Are you happy? Does it matter? Heather Kaliri is with us. She's got a brand new piece out called God Takes Happiness Seriously. And so should you. Heather's a writer, a teacher. She's online at heathercaleary.com. Heather, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so pleased to be chatting with you guys today. Thank you. Heather, talk to us about your college years. Um, what were they like, and what did the Bible cause you to do, if anything? Yeah, I would say in my college years, I was very, very serious about my faith. I was involved in, in crew, a parachurch ministry at my school and involved in leadership, evangelism, um, I really wanted Jesus to be the center of my life. What I didn't really realize then was that I was working so hard all the time, but at the, at the heart of my faith was a deep unhappiness. 
um, I would go out and, you know, lead a student Bible study during the day. And then at home, at home in my single dorm room at night, I would have what was really a panic attack about um, the future. This was in my senior year of college. I really didn't know what to make of those times of deep unhappiness. I thought, I'm doing everything right. Um, the Bible says, you know, if I'm, if my way is blameless, then I should be happy. That's what it says in Psalm 119. And I didn't understand what I was doing wrong. I thought that if, you know, I kept going in the same direction that I was going, surely the happiness would come. But instead, um, after speaking to some of the staff members of crew, uh, they just, they recommended that I get counseling. I was really kind of gobsmacked about that because I thought I was doing everything right. But, um, I decided to go get counseling because of that. Um, it was really a deep, I felt almost betrayed my, by my faith. I thought I was doing everything right. right. And I had ended up in a state where I really didn't feel like I knew at all which way was up and which way was down. Heather, did you have any background with counseling, not just with going to a counselor, but thinking that counseling as a Christian was either good or bad? Um, I had had, uh, you know, there was some traumatic stuff that happened in my childhood with my family, and I'd been to a counselor um, as in about fourth grade. I didn't really come out of a practicing Christian family. Um, we had gone to church when I was little and went back to church when I was a little bit older. So I didn't really come into college with much of a very well-formed, let's say, Christian worldview. Um, I did know that, that counseling as a fourth grader had helped me. It was with a secular counsel, counselor. So I don't think that... I think for me, having had that experience as a younger child, feeling that that was a respite, mm-hmm. I was open to the idea okay. of counseling. Good. Isn't it true, though, that a lot of Christians would look at counseling as somehow a failure? For sure. That Jesus yeah. was not enough, that they needed mm-hmm. something else? Absolutely. I've, I've heard that, and I think I did have a little bit of that feeling in college because so much of my desire to come to Christ was a desire to heal and transform that difficult experience I had as a child. Um, I would say, though, that the Bible is full of people seeking counsel. You know, Barack, or I'm sorry, I might be forgetting the um, the general who went to Deborah for counsel about how right, to sure. in battle. Right, how are we going to do know, this? Yeah. All of Exactly. All of the apostles were, were seeking advice from each other. All of them were looking to Jesus for counsel. I don't think that it, it's really a very biblical view to think that we can go this alone. Yeah. And I don't think it's a biblical view that it's always clear what the right next step is going to be. Well, kudos to your crew staff for saying, hey, you know what, let's let's have you talk to somebody. Um, so tell us about that process. What was it like for you? And what was it like on the other side? Yeah. I think when I first went into my counselor, I was, it's funny because faith can be such a bomb. But when I first came into my counselor, I was talking a lot about Bible verses and not really being very honest about what was actually making me unhappy. You know, like I said, a lot of the problems that I had in college stemmed from that earlier trauma in childhood. And I hadn't really even connected those things Mm. in my mind. So my counselor had to almost stop me from talking so much about the Bible and really forced me to be honest about myself. What was I feeling? What was I angry about? And it was in facing those negative emotions that I was really able to start processing what happened and start taking healthier steps forward. 
Interesting. So this first step of being unhappy and then taking those steps was in some ways a pathway to joy, yeah? Absolutely. It took a long time. I'll be honest. I had, you know, a good year of very, you know, intensive counseling and deep unhappiness. But thankfully, I had someone along with me to pay attention when I was doing poorly and recommend next steps for me so that I could keep my life going. All right. So um, so how have you used this story in talking to other people, maybe about their reluctance to go into counseling or maybe their misunderstanding or um, fear or yeah, or fear or maybe misreading Shame. of the Bible passage you started at the beginning, which was Psalm 119. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, when I talk to people who are deeply unhappy, first, I tell them that I understand the reluctance to go to counseling. It's scary. It's so scary to admit that your life isn't what you want it to be. I think especially as a Christian, if you, if you love Jesus and you're really trying to hard to follow, you want to believe that it will make the difference that you hoped it would make. And if it doesn't make that difference, you do feel ashamed. You feel like you aren't doing things right. So I would say, you know, when I look at the Scriptures— I see over and over stories of people who have screwed up, who are not enough, and that is the whole point of Jesus. The whole point of Jesus is that we on our own are not enough. Mm -hmm. We need help. And sometimes that comes in the form of spiritual help, but sometimes that comes in the form of very practical help. I, you know, I was helped by taking antidepressants, which I know a lot of Christians have questions about, and I think it's worth asking these questions each other seeking wise counsel but if we are persistently unhappy i think god is really calling us to go all out and be super honest with ourselves and with other people until things get better and we we shouldn't spiritualize that or pretend or put nice christian language on it we need to be deeply committed to real honesty before god until we can really be honest and say yes i I have deep joy in my life again. Mm-hmm. Heather, that's a great message. It Boy, I, I, it really is. You should preach that uh, from the mountaintop for a lot of Christians because, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of Christians kind of think, well, look, I mean, God's enough, and clearly God is enough, but people are still unhappy, and, you know, things happen in people's lives where there's, you know, traumatic events or bad marriages yeah. or you name it. And so people need help. And so if you reach out for help, whether it is through a therapist and, you know, with a combination of some sort of medication, there should be no shame. Should, there should be no fear about that. It shouldn't be Absolutely. I mean, I really think I, Jesus is a God of is is a God of truth. He he wants us to be deeply whole. He doesn't want us to say, "Oh, I'm content with every situation." If that situation is is killing us, right? Like there is a deep honesty and a deep freshness when you look at Jesus and the way he approaches people. And when he approaches those brokenhearted, he does it with such gentleness. So for anybody who is who is brave enough to be honest with God and with other Christians about their brokenheartedness, you know, we are told that he will bring great blessing upon us. And I think that's the way, that's how we can be brave enough to be, mm-hmm. to put this shame out yeah. in front of other people. Yep. That's how we can be brave enough to like work out life and live a fuller life. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Hey, thanks Absolutely. so much. Thanks so much for being with us. You know, John, one of our favorite articles of all time. Do you remember the title? Uh, that everyone should be in therapy. Including you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Heather Caleri online, Heather Caleri, C-A-L-I-R-I dot com. God takes happiness seriously and so should you. 
Okay, so stick around. This Friday edition of the show. Hey, during the 5 o'clock hour. Oh, open phones. Yeah, ask John and Kathy anything. I have a couple questions for you. Oh, I've got more than a few for you as well, lady. That's going to be ugly. 5 o'clock, stay with us. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Learn more at brainbalance.com or call 724-390-9012 today. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Sponsoring a child with compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty. Release a child from poverty in Jesus' name. Sponsor a child now at Compassion.com slash radio. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education in which solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping. Like today... Try three months of martial arts training for half the price. Sankusi Martial Arts offers this $180 value for just 90 bucks. Christian-owned Sankusi Martial Arts equips students mentally, physically, and spiritually as they develop discipline and self-control. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Cloudy, brisk, and cold early this evening with a couple of snow showers around. Later tonight, clouds will give way to some clearing. It'll be cold with a low of 23 degrees. Partly sunny tomorrow with highs right around 40. Clear to partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 22. Then for Sunday, increasing clouds throughout the day, high 43. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Would you ever flip a house? No. I have zero skill set. I would want to do that in oh, a hot minute. People are doing a, a lot of that around Pittsburgh, are they not? And making big money doing it. Like, you know when they say, so what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing? <laughs> would you be a house flipper? I would like to do that. I would, but here's my problem. I don't think I have enough business sense to know 
how what kind of dollars I, I would be talking. You know, you, you have to have some experience in real estate, and you have to have kind of an, an instinct for what's going to go and what isn't going to go. Yeah, but you see these ads for like you know house flipping seminar. Come over, you know, no money down and make a million dollars. Do you think I should go to it? I, I think it might be too late. Okay. I think that you know the flipping market here in Pittsburgh has no, been hot for a long no, time. No, no, listen. It might to, be over. Well, let me tell you this. Huh. Funny you should bring that up. Uh, I just saw Adam Data Solutions, which is curator of the nation's premier property database, just today released its fourth quarter and year-end home flipping report for hmm. the United States. Okay. Thank okay. Um, so this is a pretty long report, but the part I've highlighted that I want to share with you, John. Yeah, thank you. And new Mike is that among 175 metropolitan areas in the United States Mm -hmm. with a population of at least 200,000, those with the highest average gross flipping ROI, that's return on investment, which means the highest gain, the highest amount of money that somebody made flipping a house, okay? Among 174, let me repeat that, metropolitan areas, Mm -hmm. the cities that had the highest, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh... Baton Rouge, Philadelphia, and Erie. Wow. Of the five top ones, Pennsylvania has four. That's crazy. This is is the place to flip a house. Okay. So when you look at what happened, you know, when the market collapsed, steel went crushed, everybody moved away, Mm -hmm. all these vacant houses, you know, an older property uh, values, an older population, all those things I think are ripe for what happened here. Because how many houses sat underused for decades? For sure. And how many neighborhoods that were kind of written off are now coming back. Exactly. You, you think about Hazelwood. You talked about this, the when the steel industry left, yeah. Hazelwood was left, you know, decimated. bereft and decimated. Um, I cannot get over what's happening in the north side right now. And I don't mean the north side over by the arenas, by the by PNC Park and by Heinz Field. I mean the Spring Garden area. Oh, really? Yeah. Up top. Right. Like to the east of, um, of 279. Yeah. That Spring Garden area is is under tremendous development. Well, look at East Liberty. Not, not to, and not to mention the area on the other side of 279, which is like the East Ohio Street sure, area, sure, that, sure. that corridor. Yeah. So and, and East Liberty. I mean, what, what's gone gigantic. over there in the last four years is just good too. amazing. Yeah. So I love that. So you should reconsider your position on Hopefully. What if we went in on it together? No, 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 The no, three no, of no. us. Look, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can do enough around my house just to do enough. I don't want you to do I'm it. I'm like Dan. No, I just really, right. to be honest with you, I don't want much. I don't want much of your involvement. I just want your cash. <laughs> Is that too much to say? <laughs> On the next HGTV show, oh, no, 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 no. listen, come. listen, no, no, that no. would be no. awesome. I, yeah, I just want a little investment money from you and you too, new Mike. All right, and then you guys can just kind of let me do my thing. Between us, we get three nickels. Please. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm telling you, some of the your houses I'm talking cash. about. On Spring Garden Avenue, fifteen cents. You probably we could have purchased, uh-huh. and at this point, I could have been working seriously hard in the dining room no. and just finishing it off. We've got a friend, Dan, and Dan's a master at this, right? He's one of those guys who can do just about anything. Dan and Dan, I trust. If Dan was asking for that, I could do that. Listen to me. Look at this, Dan. I trust. I do. I sit next to you here in the studio every darn day. I trust you, but your skill set is not to flip. Or the home repair. You don't know that. I know it. I believe well, I, I do. I haven't tried it yet. I First might all, be awesome. You hate to sweat and you don't want to get dirty. Okay, mm-hmm. those are two things that are sort of, you know, contrary to being a flipper. Look at Dan. Look at you. Just saying. Jeez. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. I mean, that's a good yep, little bit We're going to talk about the character gap. How good are we? I do hate being dirty. Yes, you do. And I've never seen you sweat. Uh. 
101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new music. New music. New music from Need to Breathe, Walking on Water. Real Love by Blanca. Rock by I Am They. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Do you feel like you have to haggle in order to pay a fair price on a mattress? This is your wake up call. This is Robin Trzinski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we offer our best possible price to every customer every day. Since we own both the factory and the store, we can also make you a better bed that costs less than the other brand name mattresses. Sound too good to be true? It's not. When you buy an original mattress, you get both quality and value. No haggling required. OriginalMattress.com At the Original Mattress Factory, you experience more than just the mattress store. You experience a unique combination of a manufacturer and retailer. This factory direct concept is what makes the original mattress factory truly different and enables us to not only build you a better bed, but a better shopping experience as well. So stop by an original mattress near you and experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the original mattress factory. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Esther, Liberty Mutual just saved me 782 bucks on insurance. Liberty did what? I know. It's a lot of money, right? What'd you say? Liberty Mutual saved me 782 bucks. Visit us online to get a quote. What? I said visit us online to get a quote and you can save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, equal housing insurer. Are you still talking? Next time you empty the dustbin on your vacuum, hold it over your nose and take a deep breath. No, I didn't think so. Air Duct Maintenance wishes to point out that whatever's in there, dirt, pet hair, allergens, is also in your ducts. When's the last time those were cleaned? The Air Duct Cleaning Specialists at Air Duct Maintenance use the most powerful cleaning process around to leave you breathing easier with upfront pricing and fast, courteous service. Start breathing clean, healthy indoor air today. Visit airductmaintenance.com. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. Tour any of Eden's three North Hills campuses during admissions week beginning March 12th and see what the area's largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school has to offer. Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983 at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Have you ever wished you could have been in the room with Jesus and his disciples as he led them through the Last Supper? Many Christians know the Last Supper was actually a Passover meal called the Seder. Abraham here from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation, you were invited to our Passover Seders, where we will lead you through the Jewish tradition and show you how Jesus used them to explain his sacrifice and why we need him. Join us April 6th, 7th, or 8th. More info at rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc.org. We welcome Christian B. Miller to the program, A.C. Reed Professor of Philosophy at Wake Forest University and Director of the Character Project, funded by the John Templeton Foundation and the Templeton World Charity Foundation. Dr. Miller, welcome in. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, it's our pleasure, Christian. So would you 
in a general sense, define what character is? Sure, I'll give it a try. Uh, on my way of thinking, our character is our kind of moral fiber. It's what makes us the moral person we are. Our character leads to moral thoughts, moral beliefs, moral feelings, and ultimately to moral actions. And it comes in two varieties. There's, on the one hand, the moral virtues, things like honesty, compassion, and kindness. And on the other hand, there are the moral vices, things like dishonesty, cowardice, and sloth. I see. So clearly we want to promote the virtues, but we also have to keep in mind that there are vices too. Yes. Okay, so the virtues, are they things that are given to us, or are they things that we have to develop? Well, so there's, there's an interesting complication to that question in a, in a Christian framework. Um, so first of all, I think there is a genetic component to it. So there, there, that's pretty well established. According to psychological research, there's a, a component, but not the entire story. We also have the opportunity through our upbringing and through our free choices to develop virtues so that we can cultivate them and our community and our, uh, our families and so forth can help us cultivate them. Hmm. In, a, in a more Christian context, though, there's a, yet another wrinkle to it, which is that uh, Christians tend to talk about the internal working of the Holy Spirit in the process of sanctification, so in developing us to be a better person, so that God can actually also play a role in helping to cultivate virtue. So I it's see. a pretty complicated process. Mm-hmm. So, Christian, there was a time, perhaps in our grandparents, certainly in our great-grandparents' time, when character was taught in school, in church, in the home. It was talked about. Yes, intentionally. But uh, that's not the case now, is it? Well, I think it it still is, but maybe not as intentionally, as you said. Uh, For whatever reason, it's it's just not as... um, popular or, or fashionable or trendy uh, as it used to be. And I, I think that's a real shame. But, but it's hard to avoid character altogether. So maybe we, that, that broad label, character, that sounds maybe academic or not as familiar to us today. But think about specific character traits. Think about honesty. Well, I, mean, I, I, I assume lots of families will talk about the idea of honesty with their children and say, mm-hmm. really important to grow up to be an honest person. And that, that's something we really want you to, to do and to develop. And we want you to be more loving. We want you to be more kind. Be kind to your brother or sister. These kinds of words are character words. And I think we still use them a lot, but in, as far as actually intentionally developing programs and activities and formal mechanisms to cultivate them, maybe not as much as used to be in the past. Plus, it seems to me that our opinion on the virtues, some of the virtues has changed. So I think you're right. I think, um, and I'm talking only about American families just because I live here and they're the ones I know best. But I think you're right. I think honesty would be something that is um, advocated and something that's taught. But I would think something like chastity or self-control isn't. Yeah, so you're right. So over, and this, we would take a longer perspective. This is ebbed and flowed. So take uh, another example of like humility. Back in the ancient Greek days, humility was not one of the, on the, on the list of virtues. Christianity comes along and, and other religions as well start promoting humility. It, it, it rises to the top. Um, these days, maybe not as much again. So I think uh, chastity is another great example. In the past, in the, in the Enlightenment period, hundreds of years ago, uh, one of the top virtues, not as much today. Uh, I don't think that means that it's all a matter of opinion, though, that it's that there's no objective right or wrong or uh, that some 
virtues are better or not. That's just a matter of cultural trends. I wouldn't want to go that far, mm-hmm. but you're right that different ones get emphasized in different time periods. Christian Miller's with us. His brand new work is called The Character Gap. How good are we? So, Christian, in your work, The Character Gap, you, you do research on four human activities, helping, harming, lying, and cheating. Talk about why you focus on that. What does all that mean? Yeah, so I, I'm trying to figure out the, this question. Uh, how good are we? So I, I can't really sit in my armchair here in my office at, at Wake Forest and answer that question. I need to go and look at some concrete data. Yeah. And I want to look at data that has to do with central areas of our moral lives. So I think, you know, hurting people, that's pretty central to morality. Harming people, that's pretty central too. Lying and cheating and so forth. There are others that I could have looked at, but, you know, there's only so much time in life. So <laughs> I chose those four because they are so important. And what I wanted to do was to see not just what human history and religious traditions and the like have said, but what does the best psychological research tell us people tend to do when they're placed in morally relevant situations? Mm. Do they tend to act well, virtuously, like we've said, or they tend to act not so well? And that will give me some additional clues into how good are we. Hmm. And what did you find? Well, so I, I'll, that was a very abstract de- uh, description of, of what I've been up to. What I've right, found, For many years, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Um, let me give you a, a kind of example of a study that will illustrate the kind of findings I see. So when participants were put in, a, in this kind of situation, they were given a test, 20 problems, they were given no opportunity to cheat. They just took the test, turned it in, and were paid 50 cents per correct answer. They got about seven problems correct. Another group of participants would take the same test, be told that they would get 50 cents per correct answer, but be given an opportunity to cheat. They would grade themselves, shred their answer key, and then submit their, you know, quote-unquote, right answers. Mm-hmm. And they... <clears throat> knowing all this was the case, 100% would be able to get away with cheating, they reported twice as many correct answers, 14 versus 7. Wow. So that, to me, is a, is a depressing result. I mean, that does not reflect well on our honesty. Right. Yes. Uh, however, if, I, if I, there's one more wrinkle that makes it even more fascinating, I think. A third group was asked, before they took the test, try to recall as many of the Ten Commandments as you can. Hmm. Well, that group, you might wonder, well, what, what's going to happen there? That, they then took the test. They knew they were going to be paid 50 cents per correct answer. They had the same opportunity to cheat. There was no cheating at all. No. Really? Is it's that not, true? Cheating so what, is eliminated. Why is that? Uh, so a uh, quick follow-up on, on just to give you a little bit more background. That's not just specific to the Ten Commandments. Um, it's also if you give this to students and say, um, sign your honor code at your university first, and then take the test, cheating okay. will be eliminated. So what's, what's going on here is that um, deep down we really do think that cheating is wrong, but often we get tempted or distracted by other things, like that money that we can make. Right. And something like uh, the Ten Commandments or the honor code serves as a moral reminder to get us back on track, to get, mm. get our focus back on what we should be doing. 
Wow, that is so interesting. I, I have to tell you a story that just happened to me two nights ago. I was at Sam's Club, and um, you know, I, I was using a grocery cart. It has like the the big basket in the top, and then there's a, a rack underneath, right? Yeah. And so the woman, you know, who was uh, who was checking out my groceries, did everything in the basket, and then I was ready to leave. And I realized that she had not scanned down my below. my steaks that were down below. Now I've already paid, all right, so I'm on my way out the door. But I realized she hasn't scanned the steaks at the bottom, and I had. I wish I could say that I immediately just decided to go back because it was the right thing to do. Sure. But I had a moment where I was like, wow, those steaks are like 35 bucks. I could skip right out of here. I could skip right. No one's going to know. Right. You know, I mean, that would be a, that would be a nice. Like, right. But I thought, but this is what stopped me. And I mean this sincerely. What stopped me is I thought God is watching me. Right. And it wasn't that I was afraid he was going to strike me with a lightning bolt. It wasn't that. It was that I know him and I know he was what that's just not the right thing to do. So when I went back, you know, it was only 10 seconds, but I had to I kind of had to make a scene because there was a guy who was in the middle of checking out now. Sure. And I said to the woman, I'm sorry, but I don't think you scanned this. Well, everyone in line behind me, there were four people in line. None of them could believe I went back. None of them could believe it. And the one guy said, why did you do that? And all I could say was I knew God was watching. I was like, nothing else I could say. Wait, so when you, you know, said that, what did they say? They, they, nobody was like, that's crazy. They all were kind of like, huh, okay, that's, that's interesting. Cool. Like, if, you know, what, whatever it was. But, like, I, I just think that as you're talking, that's not – I mean, I've been a Christian for however – since I was seven years old. That is still not an easy choice. Right, right. So, and that's just a couple of stakes. That's, that's a great example. So I, three lessons come to mind uh, hearing that. One is that that kind of reaffirms my overall picture, which is that our character is really a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. So right. we have some good good sides and some bad sides. Right. So, uh, uh, you know, fully the virtuous thing to do not – I don't mean to – to pick on you here, but a fully virtuous thing to do would have been just sure. immediately turn around, of course, right? um, and 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 go back. A vicious thing to do, or you know, not very good thing, would have been to walk out. But you showed you know some conflict, and you worked through it, and went back and did ultimately the right thing to do. I think that's indicative of how we are. We're a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. But, the, but then when we think about how to to improve, how to get better, your story also illustrates two really great lessons. One is moral reminders. So you're reminded of the ultimate source of morality, of right and wrong, God, and that got you back on the right track as far as what to do uh, next. And the second thing that's really interesting about that story is uh, role models have been found to increase people's virtuousness or their, oh. character, make their character better. So by doing what you did, without even thinking about it, you were serving as a role model for the rest mm. of the people online. Now, you know, who knows whether that ends up translating to anything in their lives, but it very well could because you uh, triggered in them a thought that maybe next time this happens to them, they'll think back, oh, I remember that person who was in the store. Or maybe I should do the same thing, too. Right. Or think about how I could have how I would have ended up feeling if everybody in line would have been like unbelievably shocked, dismissive of me. And so, well, that's idiotic. You were shamed. Right. What if they would have shamed me? I wonder... First of all, I wonder if I'd be telling the story in the radio. But second of all, I wonder if that would have made me rethink my choice. Right. It, it sure, I think it would have. So the impact of social norms and social acceptance right, also right. Has, a, has a big impact, big uh, influence here. So uh, going back to the example of cheating again, universities where cheating is not accepted um, at, at those universities, so that where it's clear that the university from the top down does not tolerate cheating, it's a strong honor code and so forth, they, 
studies find very little cheating actually happens there. Kristen Miller's with other us. Other universities oh. where uh, where it's allowed, where it's permissive, cheating flourishes. Sorry, Christian. So social norms, acceptance makes a big difference. Very good. Christian Miller is with us. The character gap. How good are we? Okay, so here's Kath. She's a good Christian woman. Now, I'm not uh, a good Christian. I'm a Christian woman. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I've proven I'm not a good one. But well, no, you worked through it, like you said, right? It wasn't like you ripped anybody off. Now, but but you know, in a perfect world, if we were all here, here we are on a Christian radio station, and all of us have sinned, right? You look at the church, an imperfect model. Look at all the scandal. Look at all the abuse. Look at all the mm-hmm. things right. that go wrong in the church. Right. So even as we still read and look and pray and try to follow Christ, we are still imperfect. But is there a difference then between those who are striving and those who never attend church? Well, this seems like there's some difference according to the empirical data I've read. Now, we have to take it pretty uh, cautiously because this data that I've looked at is just correlational data. So it'll measure on the one hand frequency of attending church, and on the other hand, things like volunteering or donating to charity or you know, you know, performance in school or even things like how happy you are, your lifespan, your health, etc. But with that caution in mind, the data that I've seen is pretty striking. So everything from uh, donations, about 2.5 times more likely to donate to charity if you attend church uh, frequently as opposed to not. Volunteering your time goes way up. Health goes way up. Education goes way up. Um, even frequency of mammograms. So, you know, if you want to get very specific, uh, lots of these good things in life seem to be robustly, empirically correlated with uh, frequency of religious attendance at services. But also things like um, how, how it's, uh, strong you report your belief in a higher being hmm. or how often you pray. Um, the data is pretty solid. This is empirically uh, published and um, you know, carefully done research in sociology, economics, and psychology. Fascinating. Hey, Christian, really, this is really a very interesting yeah. subject for us. Uh, Kath's story bears it out and your scholarship as well. So thank you so much. We really appreciate your time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. The Character Gap, How Good Are We? Christian Miller. Oh, and by the way, this Sunday at Kath's house, stakes are on the house. <laughs> Come on in, everybody. (laughs) Fabulous. Connor Lamb has been called Nancy Pelosi's hand-picked candidate, and she'll do anything to get him elected. That's because Pelosi knows Connor Lamb will follow her liberal herd. Backed by Nancy Pelosi, Lamb will be a vote for her liberal agenda of higher taxes, more job-killing regulation, and a weaker military. Connor Lamb. He's with her, not us. Built American tough, Rick Saccone. As a U.S. Air Force officer, Rick Saccone defended our country against commandos and espionage from North Korea. As a senior counterintelligence agent in Iraq, Rick Saccone captured and interrogated terrorists. As congressman, Rick Saccone will fight for Pennsylvania jobs and oppose Nancy Pelosi. Rick Saccone protects our families, community, and country. Built American tough. Rick Saccone. Paid for by NRCC and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. www.nrcc.org. NRCC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Business is booming, and so is Christian Business Partners, where you'll find allies who share your values as you seek to serve God in and through your daily work. 
now with seven chapters throughout the region, including new groups in Monroeville and Ambridge. Find weekly encouragement from 815 to 930 a.m. as you enjoy prayer and Bible study, fellowship, trade referrals, and make friends. Find your Christian business partners at cbp316.com. All money managers may seem pretty much the same. But while some money managers may recommend high-commission investment products, Fisher Investments avoids them. Some money managers may have hidden and layered fees. Fisher Investments never does. And while some money managers are happy to earn commissions from you, whether you do well or not, Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when you do better. In other words, we're structured to be on your side. Maybe that's why most of our clients come to us from other money managers. Talk with us and find out why so many experienced investors are switching to and staying with Fisher Investments. Fisher Investments, clearly better money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Visit us at FisherInvestments.com to find out what we can do for you. Showcase your business, meet local customers, and make new connections at the 2018 Pittsburgh North Regional Home Show and Business Expo. Friday, March 16th from 4 to 8 p.m. and Saturday, March 17th from 11 to 4 at the Block Northway, formerly Northway Mall. Free and open to the public, this annual event brings hundreds of local customers and over 70 area businesses together. A Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber of Commerce event. Details at pghnorthchamber.com. Did you hear about the pirate parent? Yes. Thursday night, uh, Frank Coonley, who's the uh, president of the Pirates, addressed hundreds of Pittsburghers at the Spirit of Lincoln Dinner, an event held by the Republican Committee of Allegheny County. Which is his right to do. Sure. And uh, there was a cameo by the pirate parent. That's horrible. Which apparently has drawn the ire of many local fans and politicians. And now the parrot's politicized. Of course. (laughs) Now, why? What a poor choice. Uh, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, it's a huge deal. No. I think, it, I think it's a, that, it's is, a that is a perfect example of how we have gone wrong in our society. We don't realize that we need to maintain meeting points of common interest. That's what we need. I know the pirate parrot is not a real person, So, but now you've wrecked it. No, no. Now you've By made... his appearance there, yes. he's endorsing the Republican Party. Well, the... What else are you supposed to think? It's a political rally. No, you he's think there, there are a lot of Democrats He's there? entertaining. He's He's not entertaining. He's, he's I don't think advocating. He's out, passing out leaflets he's for the next campaign. Then he shouldn't be there. No, I That's just think what it was a political rally's for. Entertainment. It was fun. No, nope, people laughed. People smiled. Crazy. And that was it. He walked out so the door. So is he going to go? Is he going to go to the opponents' rally? I don't know. Maybe he will. No, he's not. He's not going to end up. How there. do you know that? Because his boss is a Republican. Well, maybe now he'll have to go to the other side of the aisle. He should. Okay, fine. He should go to both. If he's going to go I to mean, one, he should go to the other. It's a he's cartoon the pirate. Character. It doesn't matter. The, our society is fractured enough. It needs places of commonality. And the pirate parrot is a place of commonality. Yeah. So the people who were there at that event, the Republicans, they laughed, they smiled, they had a good time. Yeah, and, and that did, was that. And how did the Democrats feel about the pirate parrot? Oh, please. You think the, the Democrats are going, oh, we want, the, we want the pirate parrot on our side? Everything that, that could be politicized 
is being politicized, and that's the problem. I do not believe that by his appearance, the the pirate parrot was politicizing anything. <laughs> I think I think it's a major, major faux pas. I don't think it's a little mm. thing. I think it's a major faux pas. All right, that's your opinion. Mine's the opposite of that. I've been presented with a plate of ice cream cake. No, it's I'm not telling, a plate. Listen, I'm telling you, this weighs eight pounds. So yesterday we had a party for Bernie, our receptionist, who was leaving after 16 years. There were three cakes there. Mm-hmm. Now this is the remnant of the ice cream cake. Listen, it's like it's like nine inches by ten inches. It weighs about eight pounds, and my boss just presented it to me here in the Word FM studios. Okay. I'll be careful. Here comes the pirate parrot. If he touches it, it becomes political. No, it doesn't become political if he's not political. But if he's political, guess what? What he touches does become the political, which is why it should be political. political. You're wrong. He was not in the voting booth. He, he was not handing out flyers he was for at Republican a candidates. Political rally. He was there to entertain. Oh, he was not. He was advocating. Word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. An apparent hostage situation is taking place at the largest veterans home in the United States in Yountville, California, leading to a lockdown of the sprawling grounds. Robert Naki of the California Highway Patrol has very little information at present. And obviously, looking, we're looking for the, uh, the best outcome, which includes uh, no injuries to any parties involved. The Napa Valley Register reported that a man wearing body armor and armed with an automatic weapon entered the home. The State Veterans Affairs Department says the home that opened in 1984 is the nation's largest veterans home with about 1,000 elderly and disabled residents. A good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 441 points to 25,336. The Nasdaq rose 133. The S&P advanced 48. And oil up $1.92. It closed the day at $62.04 a barrel. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. This is Scott Wagner. As the founder and president of Penn Waste, I know a thing or two about garbage. And the ads from Paul Mango attacking me on this station are grade A trash. My opponent sees lying as his only path to victory. But Proverbs 12.22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, and he delights in people who are trustworthy. The truth is, I'm an unapologetic, pro-life, pro-family conservative with a record to prove it. Paul Mango's lies are beneath the Office of Governor, which is why both the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation and the Pennsylvania Family Institute have corrected his false attacks on me. As governor, I'll stand up for religious freedoms and protect our children, including the unborn. I'm the only proven conservative running for governor. I'm Scott Wagner, and I ask for your support. Scott Wagner, pro-life, pro-family, the proven conservative. Paid for by Wagner for Governor. Hi, this is John Hall. You know what's so amazing about my pillow? How fast I fall asleep. I don't know about you, but when my head hits my pillow, I'm out in seconds. Seriously, if you were to put me under oath in a court of law, I can honestly testify that my pillow is the best pillow I've ever had. Period. And that great night's sleep can be yours anywhere you go because inventor Mike Lindell is continuing his terrific offer this month for Word FM listeners. His four-pack special includes two full-size my pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. Great to toss in the car or in your overnight bag. Plus, where else are you going to find a pillow that comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty? Ten years! 
Just call 1-800-961-9207. Use the promo code WORD to get the four-pack special. Or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com to get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Individual results may vary. Sophia went through a lot of tutoring and got minimal results. For her ADHD, she was almost off the charts. None of the typical therapies met her needs. We felt like we were constantly playing catch-up. There was great guilt, like I had done something wrong. I hadn't taught my child what she needed to learn. She wasn't functioning in society. I knew I knew this was going to be the solution. Brain balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems. It actually addressed the issue. That little girl that wants to do well, that wants to please, that wants to make the right choices is actually able to make the right choices and to please now. This is not my kid anymore. This is this totally different kid. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. It has completely completely changed our lives. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Cloudy, brisk, and cold early this evening with a couple of snow showers around. Later tonight, clouds will give way to some clearing. It'll be cold with a low of 23 degrees. Partly sunny tomorrow with highs right around 40. Clear to partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 22. Then for Sunday, increasing clouds throughout the day, high 43. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. This hour, who is Pitt kidding? The university is attempting to fire the men's basketball coach, Kevin Stallings, for cause way after the fact. And also, later this hour, to tell the truth. You can ask John and Kathy anything, although we're not sure you'll like the answers. Why, here they are now, John Hall and Kathy Evans. Why would someone not like the answers? Well, you never know. Be careful what you ask for, right? Because, you know, what the heck? I didn't expect to hear that from you guys. I think management's concerned. Yeah, I mean, because the story you told last hour about the steak, you know, we kinda, you went down a peg in some listeners' ears. Well, just tell them the gotta truth. be honest about who I am. Exactly, right? Okay, so, yeah, so we're going to do this. We're going to open the phones at 800-320-8255. And if you've got a question about anything, about the show, about us, about New Mike and his life, about what he looks like, about... <laughs> But he acts like his little croupy head. I mean, yeah, all that. Yeah, then we were happy to sort of dive into this. 800-320-8255. Yeah, so if you've got questions about how we do the show, what we're doing ourselves, how I could possibly have contemplated stealing two steaks from Sam's Club. Mm, mm, I didn't do it, okay? I just thought about no, it. No, I, I appreciate I the honesty. Mm, for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, we've got some questions that have already come in, direct message on Twitter. Um, you have a couple of those. Just give us a flavor, John. Yeah. What, uh, somebody asked, uh, what, uh, when you were kids, uh, what were you afraid of? Gosh, I'll tell you one thing I was afraid of. The Wizard of Oz. Worst movie ever made. Oh, that's a minor a great thing. Movie. It's the worst. No, it's that a fabulous is the movie. Most, that is not a children's movie. Yes, it is. That is terrifying. Kath, see, look, you're, I was, you're swimming upstream here. This is, you know, since that movie came out, how many millions and millions of children have loved that movie? You may be the lone dissenter in all this. I might be alone. 
and yet I'm certain of my opinion. Okay, mm. yeah, I yeah. There's was no doubt about that. traumatized. Mm. Yeah, listen, take your bottle of A1 steak sauce and just <laughs> move down the hall, okay? <laughs> 800-320-8255, open phones for it to tell the truth. Okay. Ask John and Kath anything. All right. All right, let's, oh, before we go on, may I be the first one to tell you, John? Tell me. Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes, it's seven minutes past the five o'clock hour on a brisk Friday afternoon. Truly in this corner of the world, all is right and well, is it not? Except Yay. at the University of Pittsburgh. Oh, yikes. Can they not get out of their own Boobery. way? Okay, so disastrous season for Pitt basketball, if you haven't been paying attention. They Men's won, they basketball. Won, how many games did they win this year? Eight, but none of them in the conference. Okay. So zero in the conference. Zero wins in the conference, zero. where it matters the most. Right. Where it matters at all. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Right. So it was a disastrous year. Kevin Stallings has been fired. Um, but when Stallings came here to Pitt, he was offered and signed a six-year contract. Mm-hmm. Okay? Six years. Um, why it was why he was given six Who years at that, that point, look, let's, that has already been done. So we can't go back and change that. But anyway, he was offered, offered six years. So what does the university have to do if they want to fire him? They have to buy him out. Yeah. But no. The university is going to try to uh, penny pinch this. Okay, in the most idiotic way. Okay, so I don't know how much it was two months ago that Kevin Stallings, maybe it's longer ago than that. Anyway, Kevin Stallings was in um, at the uh, Louisiana game. No, what the what game was it? I have no idea. Sorry, I'm no help here. Oh, he was in Kentucky. That's right. So okay. Anyway, he was Louisville. just at a basketball. Yeah, it was game. At the Louisville game. Yeah, and people right? were heckling mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it was the Louisville game because of all the difficulties that Louisville's been, you know, struggling under. Of course, of their own making. Yeah. Anyway, a student yelled out to Kevin Stallings, um, "Hey, something about how terrible the the pit team was doing because they were probably losing by thirty six points at, at this point." And anyway, Stallings turned around and said something to the effect yeah. of, "Yeah, well, at least I'm not paying my players a hundred thousand dollars." Okay. You so know maybe, he had that locked Okay, so first of all, maybe he shouldn't have said that. But first of all, he's hacked yeah, off. He's losing yeah, yeah. by probably 40 points. That's my guesstimate. He was Se- hacked off. Second of all, it's an obnoxious fan. And third of all, it was true. Yeah. So what? So that's a fireable so, offense? Well, listen, it wasn't a fireable offense when he did it. But all of a sudden, now that they're looking at how many millions they're going to have to pay to Kevin Stallings, now it's a fireable offense? That's pretty thin. That's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. Look, I'm a Pitt alum. And I just have to you know, say to all of you other Pitt alums, aren't you embarrassed by this? Okay, so- isn't this, this, isn't a, this is an atrocious plan of action for the university. It really is. As they fired Kevin Terrible. Stallings, they said, we, we could fire you because of what happened in Louisville, or you could take half of your buyout money. Which is still like four, like four and a half million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Not a bad little, you know, sort of. No, but he's not going to do that. And why should he? Yeah, I agree. I mean, who is going to rule in favor of the university when they could have, if they really wanted to fire him all those, you know, all those weeks ago, they should have fired him then. But even that, I mean, that's not a fireable offense. So it's not a fireable offense then. It for sure isn't now. So what's going to happen to Kevin Stallings? Will this he's going to win? A, I think. I think he'll probably. Lawsuit. I think he'll fight it legally, and I think he'll win. Yeah. Because so. the university doesn't have a leg to stand on. So I don't know if this is motivated. I don't know if this is being ruled by the university. I don't know if this is being pushed by boosters. I don't know who's doing this. Yeah. But I so think it's, it's a bad I game think, plan. Yeah. I think it makes the university look small. Yeah, very much so. This is supposed to. I mean, what? It was seven or eight years, seven years ago. Oh. This program. I mean. Jamie Dixon. That was classic, wasn't it? 
wasn't just Jamie Dixon. He had great players. He did. It was a great, great program. It's a great facility. Well, it was Jamie Dixon. It's a wonderful All city. The good recruiting. This city likes to support any winning team. It's just a. It's a going to the Pete for a game is an absolute oh, used to be wonderful. an absolute thrill. I loved it. Right? Leaving the Big East was that whole you know realignment thing was a Who shame. Did that? Well, everybody did it. Yeah. Everybody whole, across the whole country did it, yeah. which is a shame. But I miss the Big East. I miss the tournament at MSG. I miss all of that. And now here we are in the here ACC in a conference we've never demonstrated any any winning ability no. in. And now we're just embarrassing ourselves. So, hey, speaking of basketball, uh, March Madness. See, I don't care anymore. I do. I care about this. Okay. Come on. It's fun, I right? You fill out a bracket. You play Yeah, along. but I like it when Pitt plays. And, of course, I can okay, they're going to go out in the first round or they're going to go out in the second round. Yep. But at least they're going to be there. They're not going to be there. They're not going to be there. They're not going to be well, there. They, well, they, they weren't there last year, were they? No. Oh, so, no, no. Yeah. Okay, so you weren't. You didn't go to Pitt, but you're a fan. You oh, and I yeah. went, you and I. You and I have gone to a couple we games together. To games, yeah. I mean, it's, what do you think about this? I love going to the Pete. Uh, it's exciting. I like to watch some college basketball because Pittsburgh is not known as being a basketball town. You know, there's no pro franchise here. Uh, yeah, so it's just bumbling at the very top. If it was me, cut your losses. Pay the guy. Let's move forward. And the next guy you hire, do so carefully. Make sure he's a winner. We agree. Yeah. Okay, are we taking a break? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, so listen. Um, Ask John and Kathy anything. Yeah, this is to tell the truth. 800-320-8255. If you've got questions about the show, you got questions about us, you got questions about new Mike. You I don't got... know. Has anybody called? Is, uh, anybody out there? Don't be shy. Yeah, they're, okay, they're don't two... be shy. Okay, there are okay. two people on the line. We want to fill them up. 800-320-8255 to tell the truth. WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New music. New music from Mercy Me. Grace Got You. Miracle by Unspoken. Don't you give up on And the answer from Jeremy Camp. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Imagine not eating for days and not knowing when or if you'll ever eat again. That's the grim reality for poor families in Haiti. Odette doesn't know when she'll be able to feed her family again. She and her husband, Jerome, care for their two grandchildren after the death of their daughter. But because of their age and poor health, it's hard to find work. Odette knows that her grandchildren aren't getting enough to eat, but she has no way to find or buy food. Poor families like Odette's suffer with no hope. They have no idea how they will survive. But you can help. Today, you can provide food every day for the next year and a lifetime supply of clean, safe water through Food for the Poor. For just $50, you can ensure that Odette's grandchildren get the food and safe water they need to survive. Would you allow God to use you to save the lives of suffering children in Haiti and Guatemala? Make your life-saving gift now by calling 855-828-HOPE, 855-828-4673. 855-828-4673. You can also give by clicking the Give Life banner at wordfm.com. 855-828-4673. Yeah, I don't know about in your house, but in our house, we've been talking about Easter. How this is going to work, who's right. coming over, what's on the menu. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? What you, who do you talk to about this? We talked to Mrs. Easter. That would be Marsha from the Spring House. <laughs> Mrs. Easter. Mrs. Easter. I like that. Marsha, how are you? 
Good. How are you guys doing? Well, thank you, Marcia. Okay, tell, tell us what's planned uh, at the Spring House for Easter. Okay, so we have a couple fun events coming up. We have our Palm Sunday Feast, and that's on Palm Sunday. And, of course, we'll be serving lots of really stump, yummy stuff that day. We'll have live music that day, and it'll just be a great, uh, great afternoon, Sunday afternoon, to come on out and plan to be hungry and eat up a storm. And then the day before that, we'll have our Easter egg hunt. So those are two fun things on that weekend. Hmm. And then right after that, um, the people start coming in to pick up their orders for Easter, and you know what the biggie is for Easter? You something you guys know and love. Oh, the Easter ham. Yeah, hickory smoked ham. Say no more. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll start about the twenty first, smoking round the clock with our Easter hams mm. and um, getting them chilled and ready for people to take home and pop in their oven the night before and wake up in the morning. Won't the house smell so oh, good? Oh my right? goodness! <laughs> it's the best perfume ever. <laughs> That's good to hear. And then we'll have um, all kinds of yummy things like coconut cream pie and mm. nut rolls and apricot rolls. We just started making a new cookie here today that is unbelievably sinful tasting, and it is a Texas sheet cake cookie. Oh. It's really yummy. So we'll have those for for Easter and just every kind of Easter goodie you can think of. We will be ready for it. Outstanding. Everybody. Fabulous. Okay, so Marcia, people should call ahead and order, right? So It's better to make a yeah. reservation for ham or for cookies or whatnot, yeah? Yeah, it's a good idea, just to make sure, because we do run out of something. I don't believe it. Okay, no, I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? So what's the number to call? Okay, 724-228-3339. That's easy, 724-228-3339. It's not 1-800-TEXAS-SHEET-CAKE-COOKIE, but <laughs> it might as well be. Okay, Marcia, thanks enough a lot. Call now, the Springhouse. Listen, Kath and I have these hams. We love these Are hams. Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. I mean, Fabulous. we don't have these hams currently. No. We've, I mean, we, we're going to have these we hams. We've eaten these hams. We've They're had so them good. in the past. Oh, the Springhouse ham. Are you Just kidding fabulous. me? So call today, the Springhouse. For over 35 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. It's the John and Kathy theme song for Give Us a Call, Ask Us Anything. It's called To Tell the Truth, John. Oops. That's the name of the segment. <laughs> Hi, I'm your host, John Hall, with Kathy Evans. Ask Us Anything. No, it's called To Tell the Truth. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm glad you saved uh, that. That's good, Mike. Uh, Very nice. Really, really good. All right. So it's John always good to know the name of the segment well, before you get you into know, it. It's, you don't want to get caught up in the specifics of things, right? <laughs> a little creativity in there. Yeah. Okay, 800-320-8255. Ask us anything. Ask us anything. Let's go to the phones right now, okay? How about uh, Reverend Dan? Hey, Reverend Dan, you're live on the air. What's your question, please? 
First of all, if I could make a comment, I can't help stop thinking about Kevin Stallings. Oh. And Kathy, I am a Pitt graduate also, and I have my two oldest children are there at school right now. Mm. And I think it's appalling that they're trying to do this. And I know he probably doesn't need the money because he's been making good money. I hope he gets every cent from them. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, isn't it just embarrassing? It is. My my son is a double major. He's a computer science and philosophy major at Pitt, and he's just he's just dumbfounded that, mm. that they're trying to do this. You know, what else was the guy supposed to do? You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I I thought he was an upstanding man. He handled himself well in the public. His players seemed to love him. He had five guys on the all ACC academic team. I thought they were student athletes. Wow. You know, uh, students before athletes, and I don't know what else somebody's supposed to do. But didn't think it was fair that they uh, just cut him loose. Of course, it's not fair. No, can't imagine. And, and if they are going to cut him loose, then just pay him. If you're going to choose to do that, pay him his money and sure. let him go. I mean, it'll wind its way yeah. through the courts, probably. Yeah, my wife said she read something yesterday that maybe the the boosters organization, the yeah, the I thought that too, going to pay pay of pay his uh, buyout or something like yeah. that. So the university wouldn't have to worry about that and getting a new coach. But anyway, hey, I'm keeping them all in my prayers, and I hope that I'm a lifelong pit basketball fan, pit fan, and I hope that they, uh, they they get a good coach in there and he does a good job. Yep, I agree with you. Okay, what, yeah, tell us your question. Okay, my question is, do you, and I, I think I might know the answer to this because I listen to you all the time, but do you prefer traditional or contemporary worship, traditional liturgy, liturgy contemporary worship, and why? Hmm. Well, Reverend Dan... Mm-hmm. You go first, John. Okay. Uh, given my druthers, mm-hmm. I would prefer traditional. Uh, why? Because I was raised in, in that in that vein, and so it just it feels right to me. Not to say that I don't like contemporary, because I do. But if I had the choice, you know, on any given Sunday, you know, door A or door B, I'm going with uh, traditional. Mm-hmm. Kath. And if I had my choice, I would go contemporary. But. If I could really make it happen, I'd like to combine both. Because here's the okay. thing. If you can utilize... Yes. Um, a, Old hymns. The thing I love about a, about a contemporary service is that the conversational um, element is there so that we can recognize God as... Uh, as fully man. I think one of the problems with heavy liturgy is that God is distant, appears distant. That's a good point. And God, here's the thing, God is distant um, because he is wholly other than we are. But that bridge of Jesus and the Holy Spirit living on us is powerful. And so being able to talk about that in a conversational way, and it makes it real to me. And so I appreciate that. But the elements of a traditional liturgy, if you are running a contemporary service and you don't utilize those, I think that you're missing out. I think you're missing out on a, a great gift of the church and you're not getting to the full, you know, the full breadth depth and of depth yeah. of, uh, of human worship. Yeah. So let's turn it around, Dan. I I, could, could I, could I possibly ask a follow-up question? Yeah, sure. Okay. With, with that being said, Kathy, do you think that in a, maybe not a super high liturgy service, but something that's using traditional hymns in more of a traditional format, uh, that, that conversational style can come through because of the pastor's personality mm-hmm. and how he delivers prayers and messages. Yes. Yes, I think that I think that that can happen. I for sure think that can happen. Um, I will say, however, that 
if you're just utilizing hymns, I think there's a I think there's a little bit of a misconception that hymns are like good content music and contemporary music is bad content music. And that's just not true. There are some excellent like theologically right. Right. I think there there are wonderful hymns of the faith, tremendous hymns of the faith that give you more co- content that you could chew on for the rest of your life. But there are also hymns with just terrible lyrics. Yeah. So not every hymn is a good hymn. Yeah. Oh, like pop songs. Very nice. Yeah, I have to make a confession on air here that as a minister, I sometimes uh, choose hymns based on the tune and how I know the organist is going to play them. <laughs> That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. No. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that because music is part of our offering. Yes, it is. It's all part. It's a good flow. Yeah. Hey, Dan. Have a great weekend. Thank Thanks you, Dan. a lot. Really appreciate it. 800 uh, Ask us anything, okay? Uh, let's go back to the phones and speak with Greg. Hey, Greg, you're with us. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Chuck Driver, Greg. Hey, Greg. Very nice. Hey, Greg. Listen, I really didn't have no question, but as I was driving, I thought about a question now. Okay, good. Um, I just really want to talk to you guys because I hadn't talked to you in a while. Yeah. And I just love the way that you guys are so close. And my question is, I don't really remember when y'all had old Mike, but with new Mike, something about new Mike that like he's involved in everything, and I love it. Oh yeah. Oh, we are loving new Mike. Yeah, we our classic Mike did not want to be part of the conversation. He, it was just not his comfort. Uh, okay, it was just not his comfort okay, level. That's okay, all. Okay, Nothing okay. against classic okay, Mike. He was just like, yeah, I don't want to turn that microphone on. I, I'm I'm doing other things. Right. And classic Mike okay, has a okay. classic Mike has a whole other role here at the station. Yeah. Um, that has nothing to do with our show, and that's incredibly time-consuming for him. And so our sh- the show wasn't his top priority. Well, well, New Mike was specifically hired for our show, right. and so you know he has a lot more uh, investment, a lot more time. And um, to be honest with you, New Mike doesn't know so many things that we're just thrilled to have him. Oh, we sure because we feel like we can form him. That's a, yeah, yeah. We're, we are we are breathing into his life. That's yeah. for sure, mm-hmm. Mike. He brings a lot to the show. He brings a lot to the show. He does, doesn't he? Is that your favorite caller ever, new Mike? I I, I, I listen to you guys every day while I'm out here on the road, and, like, I just be cracking up inside about how, you know, some of the stuff that y'all come up with, and it's like, oh, my goodness, that's awesome. Uh, Thanks, Greg. We appreciate that. I I really appreciate you guys. Okay, great to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, be careful out there. Look at that, new Mike. You're getting a vote of confidence. Holy smokes, Mike. I like it. Put your hat on. You're getting all big-headed All in of there, a sudden, huh? New Mike's like, let's do to tell the truth every day. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 800-320-8255. You got a question for us? Ask John and Kathy anything. We'll take a quick break, and uh, your phone calls are welcome. Also, you want to send Kathy an email? Yeah, you can find me, Kathy, at wordfm.com, or direct message me on Twitter or Facebook. Yep, John Hall at wordfm.com. We'll do that as well. Stick around. Be right back. we got lots more head. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. My name is Brand. You ever make a change and then wonder, why didn't I do this a long time ago? That's what's <laughs> happening for thousands of people with regard to their health care. They're joining MediShare, and then they're wondering, why didn't I already do this? For most members, it costs less than half what they were paying for their old health plan. There's a huge provider network, too. You can customize your plan, and this is awesome. MediShare members can go online with a doctor 24-7. So if you need a prescription for the flu or something, it's so convenient for you and your family. So, yeah, this is one of those why did I wait on this things. And if you don't love your current health plan, you're not stuck with it. You can join MediShare anytime. 
By the way, to give you an idea, the typical savings for a family, about 500 bucks a month. It just makes so much sense. Check it out. They're super easy to talk to. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. Tour any of Eden's three North Hills campuses during admissions week beginning March 12th and see what the area's largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school has to offer. Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983 at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Most mattress ads are dominated by offers of long-term, interest-free financing, often for five years or more. Just how expensive is that mattress if it takes you five years to pay for it? Retailers build the financing costs into the already inflated price of the product. This is Robin Trzinski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't offer long-term financing and don't inflate prices. Why? We believe in transparency and honest pricing. Get a great bed that you can actually afford. OriginalMattress.com At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, let's start a conversation. Call me, Mike Howard, General Sales Manager, 412-937-1500. Cloudy, brisk, and cold early this evening with a couple of snow showers around later tonight. Clouds will give way to some clearing. It'll be cold with a low of 23 degrees. Partly sunny tomorrow with highs right around 40. Clear to partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 22. Then for Sunday, increasing clouds throughout the day, high 43. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. It's to tell the truth. Ask John and Kath anything. 800-320-8255 or direct message via Twitter or Facebook. I have a direct message right here. Okay. Uh, This is from Jamie Knight. Uh, Let me see who Jamie is. Uh... According to Twitter, Jamie Knight is a student of life who lives in London, England. Nice, Jamie. His question is, Kathy, do you have all the answers? Just wondering. All the answers? Well, listen to us for about five minutes and you'll realize no. Jamie, I can say for sure I do not have all the answers. Thank you for asking such an enlightened question. Very nice. Okay, let's go back to the phones. And um, uh, thanks for coming along today. Who's this, please? This is Mike here. Hey, Mike. How you doing, buddy? Good. What's your question? A couple years ago, you had a Jesuit priest on there, and I don't know, it must have been about three years ago, and he said something that really bugged me. He kind of downplayed uh, salvation, faith alone, Christ alone, and it was kind of a subtle thing. And after the show was over, I realized that it kind of, he kind of 
pull the wool over people's eyes, you know, real real soft and subtle and in, 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 I guess, pushing the Catholic viewpoint. And I just, it was bugging me. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Okay. Okay. All right. A couple of years. Thanks for your, I got to be honest with you. We have so many guests. I, I, I don't know who that was. I don't um, know which. We've talked to several Jesuit I, priests. Yeah, I'm not sure either. All right. But um, you know what, what's interesting is that something you hear on the radio sticks with you for a, for a lot of time. Right. And you roll that over and roll that mm-hmm. over and roll it over, right? I mean, look, the thing with us is um, a thousand people a year join us on air, about a thousand guests. So, I mean, their opinions are not necessarily our opinions, no. but they've got a, a space on this platform, right. and then we move forward. One of the things John and I decided when we started the show is that we would have anybody as, as a guest. It wasn't even important that our guests were Christians. Nope. What was important is that John and I are Christians, and we just hope to be able to, I don't know, exemplify a conversation. Yeah, facilitate yeah. the conversation. Right, and and to be able to talk with people who have different points of view and just give you know allow them to be heard and hopefully they allow us to talk as well and that's what it is so not everybody you hear on our show is going to be a guest you agree with yeah okay uh hey i got an email here this is uh from richard uh richard says this hey john and kathy if you were an olympic athlete what would your sport be <laughs> an olympic athlete yeah and it doesn't uh, del- richard does not delineate between winter or summer well, Olympics. okay well not skeleton <laughs> Which we, I'd like to try it one time. You know, I had this. No, you wouldn't. Why not? Like, you would go down that thing head first. I think Come so. Come on. Come on. Get out of here. There's no way you're trying skeleton. If you could control that, I yeah. I promise you, you're it's not trying like, skeleton. It's kind of like, you know. Yeah, I do that. I had this recurring dream as a kid because I watched a lot of Olympics as a kid. Now, as if you listen to the show, you know I watch a lot of Olympics as a kid. Anyway, time. this dream was that I, I, in the dream, all of a sudden I come to awareness and I am on my way down the ski jump. Oh. Yeah, I'm on Wait, my way down. So you're flying in the air? No, oh, no, just, no oh, I'm, I'm still going down. down the jump. Uh-huh. And I think to myself, the agony of defeat. keep your tips up. Because that's the only thing they ever say. Uh-huh. You know, when the person's flying through, they say, well, you know, keep he should keep tip. his tips up. So I think I always thought that in my dream. Uh, so no, it's not ski jump. I, I have no, what could I possibly do in the Olympics? No, this is Nothing. just, you know, imagine yourself as a world-class athlete. Oh, so I don't have to, no, I don't have no, to show any course, inclination? Please. No way. No. If this is just, you know, you woke up in the morning and you think, holy smoke. Oh, I'll tell you right now what it is. What? Listen up, you two. Paris figure skating. Oh. Yes. Really? That's my favorite. Oh. I, I could give a care about individuals, really? but man, I am all about the pairs. Okay. So if you were if you were doing that. Listen. Mike and I would tune in and watch. Yeah, you would not. We would. No, no we would. Yeah. It's Cass. You know, there she is. Holy smokes. <laughs> She she <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Whoa, okay. What's, Kathy, what sport are you doing, John? I think. Well, I'm sort of torn between the two, but I, I think the thrilling thing would be would to be the um, the pole vault. Oh, okay. I think that's just cool, man. That is Those weird. guys are flying down there with a gigantic pole. When we were kids, we used to have like, bam- my, my gram had bamboo like sticks that she'd hang her laundry on. Yeah. We'd try to do that, you know, like, you know, run and then stick the I bet that never worked very well. Not too well. No, okay. no. Um, but I, the, the, the physics of all that, you know, the energy of running and planting and then that thing, that fiberglass pole, and then how, they go up so high. I know. It's crazy. It's so beautiful. Right. I would do that. I'd also like to be like, you know, like Usain Bolt. That's got to feel great. Oh, to be able to run that fast. Oh that would feel gosh. really That's good. Gotta that be. would feel really good. Boom. That right. explosive. I feel like being able to do the butterfly 
in the pool would feel good. You think? Yes, I think it would it feel looks good. Exhausting it's just to me. oh, it is exhausting. But there, I mean, it has like it's so hard to master. It's so hard to do. Period. Mm-hmm. Let alone master. I feel like once you would get to that spot, it would be nice. Okay, the butterfly. I yeah. always see John being a professional swan diver. Swan. <laughs> That's very nice. That's okay, a very Mike, what's, weird question. What's your choice? Golf. Oh. Wait, what's, is what, golf? What was my question? Yeah. Or no, what's no, my sport? What's your, what's your, what's your yeah, sport? That, yeah. yeah, that's it, – golf. It, yeah, How golf. can golf be an Olympic sport? Well, it is. How is it not an, an Olympic sport? That seems like – I don't know. Okay, actually, here's the truth. If I remember it, I'm not looking this up. Yeah. But last Summer Olympics was the first time it had been an Olympic sport for a long time. Okay. But now it's back, so keep your comments to yourself. So is it – Professionals, like you know, like yeah, yes. they, they, oh. so really, so like you know, Phil Mickelson is going to be, you know, yeah, of course, I don't like that, yeah, the British guy won the gold medal at the last Olympics. I don't remember, I can't think of his name right now. Justin, whatever Roberts? happened to this, like you know, amateur status thing? I know, isn't that a shame that that, yeah, it is. yeah, that, that went by the wayside. I, don't get that. I think that is a shame. So, Mike could be a golfer. Phone lines yeah. are open at 800 32. Hey, four. <laughs> Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Also, direct message on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, I've got one from Hannah. Okay, Hannah says, "What was the hardest lesson you ever had to learn in life?" Oh gosh, and would you change how you handled it in retrospect? The hardest lesson you've ever had to learn in life. Well, let's, can we take a break? And, well, yeah, I think, think we need that, to okay? think about that. All right. Uh, yeah, let's cue the jazz as we uh, contemplate that. Question, question from Hannah. The hardest lesson I've ever had to learn in life. Okay, stick around for that. WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're in Inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. It's an amazing song. You know, I've never told anybody my story. From Irwin Brothers Entertainment comes I Can Only Imagine. When I was uh, 11 years old, life was tough. On March 16th, discover the untold story behind the beloved song that inspired millions. My dad was a monster, and I saw God transform him, so I wrote this song for my dad. I can only imagine. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters March 16th. Go to ICanOnlyImagine.com. Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. 
Mmm, how about Springhouse scallop potatoes and homemade applesauce to go with that ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84 Pennsylvania. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Showcase your business, meet local customers, and make new connections at the 2018 Pittsburgh North Regional Home Show and Business Expo, Friday, March 16th from 4 to 8 p.m., and Saturday, March 17th from 11 to 4 at the Block Northway, formerly Northway Mall. Free and open to the public, this annual event brings hundreds of local customers and over 70 area businesses together. A Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber of Commerce event. Details at pghnorthchamber.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. It's to tell the truth. Ask John and Kath anything. Phone lines are open at 800-320-8255, or you can reach us via direct message at Twitter or Facebook. Do you remember the TV series, To Tell the Truth, the TV show? No, I don't. It was like a game show during the 60s, maybe late 50s, early 60s. I know the the title, but no, I never saw it. Was it a good one? Yeah, it was a good show. Okay. It was on in the afternoons, like 3 o'clock or so. I remember being a little kid watching it. Oh, yeah, I like it. Okay. Okay. All right, so we just got a question before the break. Um... Hannah, this is on Facebook. She says, what was the hardest lesson you've ever had to learn in life? Would you change how you handled it in retrospect? Okay. You got a story? Yeah, okay. I got a story here. Okay. Okay. When I was about uh, 17, uh, I had this, uh, the first time I was given, I was given a um, a, a Schwinn 10-speed. And it was, I loved it. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I remember driving this uh, through the streets, and somehow this little kid came like in an intersection and smashed into me and knocked me over. Just walking or running or something? No, he was riding a bike. Too, oh, okay. You know, so we had like this collision. I was like, what the heck? I became so angry at this little kid. I was like, and I, I, I said something like, I'm going to punch your head in. Of course, I, you know, it was just the, the heat of the moment. And then I got my bike and drove away. About a day later, a couple of days later, this, this mother called my mom and said, Hey, uh, my little boy and your son were involved in this incident. And your son got so angry that he threatened my kid to punch his head in. Now, the, the, to me, that was like an, you know, a, a figure of speech. Mm-hmm. It was an expression. But I was 
crazed. I was angry. So it became a thing. And my dad just was like, I mean, he you know, was really upset with me. Of course, my mother was. And it was it scared me. It's, it scared me deeply because I thought I was out of control. And I said something that was inflammatory and scared someone, a little kid, so deeply that you know he told his mom and then there was this ripple effect to me. So it was kind of like a red flag for me. Like, John, uh, you were so angry. Your anger was so large and you were so mm. out of control. You better look at that. Mm. So since that time, you know, whenever, because you've seen me, you've seen me get angry, mm-hmm. right? I have, a, I have a flashpoint. Occasionally I get like, well, Mike and I, Mike and I engage in this once, <laughs> once in a while, right? I was just standing in the middle in a high visibility yeah. jacket. I mean, I do. And I, when I, you know, but, I mean, I remember somebody said to me, you know, you go from A to Z, like, boom, there it is. And it, it, there you go. Let's go, Michael. Ow. So there it is. You know, um, whether I'm, you know, 17 or 57, it's been the thorn in my side. But I always think about that and go back to that lesson of you better chill out. You just better relax. I remember one time I was, um, I was at the decade with some guys. In Oakland? Yeah. At West Street? Yeah. Or was it Oakland? uh, It was... Oakland. Oakland Avenue. Yeah. And I got... Again, I was a, I was a kid. I was like you know twenty one years old, and I got into a fight in a bar. Is that that's like the stupidest thing a guy should ever do? Right, and is on Iowa Street. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> anyway, I was in a fight in a bar, and some kid, some guy, when I got into a fight, he bit me in the hand. Oh, what? Yeah, and I've got a scar. I got a scar right here on my left fist. Where From I got... when the guy bit you with mm-hmm. the decade? Yeah. That is wrong. <laughs> Was his name Mike Tyson? No, no. I don't know what that guy's name was. He was just a random guy. And there's John, me, getting into a fight in the decade. So I look at that, that little scar right there, Mm -hmm. where that guy's tooth went into my fist. And I think, okay, there's another abject lesson in your anger, John. Uh, And I remember being outside the decade and yelling and screaming at this guy and him coming at me. And out of nowhere, I heard this. And someone was banging. Someone was banging what sounded like, and this is, this is what it was. There were two cops walking down the street, and they were banging their nightsticks against a concrete wall. And they were like, they were screaming out at us as they were walking. Bring it, guys. Bring it. Bring it, guys. When I heard that, I stopped. Immediately I stopped because I got scared. I thought, these cops are going to come up, and they're going to beat me with their nightsticks or worse. So again, just another a lesson mm-hmm. of a young guy, which is not uncommon, his anger overtakes him. Um, there it is. That's, that's the lesson that I learned. So two good stories. Yeah. Um, all right. So for me, the question is uh, the hardest lesson you've ever had to learn in life, uh, Hannah. Okay. So I would say this is not a lesson learned yet. This is a lesson in process of being learned, which is different. Yeah. It's not like it's a it's a weakness that's conquered or anything. But when I was in my early 30s, um, I had just had my second child and I ended up um, having a significant anxiety crisis, like a clinical anxiety crisis. Um, and for the first time in my life, I had to I had to find a therapist. I had to find a counselor. I had never gone to counseling. I thought that that was a little bit crazy. Like not a first lot. Guess. Yes. Not a lot crazy, but I thought it was a little bit crazy. But I have to tell you, I was so desperate 
I could not understand what was happening. Now, I found out later, I was after I had visited many doctors, and uh, anyway, that I had a, a postpartum anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. which is something that happens to a lot of women. Sure. I had never heard of that. I did not know that was a thing. Um, I didn't know what that would be like or how it would feel. Anyway, um, so I was in therapy every week for about three years, maybe three and a half years. And uh, I learned many, many things in that period of time. But the number one thing I learned is that I am not in control. Hmm. I hate saying that. I certainly don't like acting that way. But that is the number one thing I learned in that time. You ha- we are not in control. Yeah. Of our lives. Now, there are some things in our lives that we're in control of. Sure. But when it comes to the big things in life, we are not. We, and we cannot control them. Okay, that's good. I love it. Lessons learned. Yeah. Mike, you got anything? No, lessons being learned. Yes. I have a couple. Okay. Um, I, when I was a youth leader, I, uh, I called this teenager a pizza, a pizza face, which, which was not a good idea because he the stopped going had, to youth group. He had acne. He had terrible acne. And we were. We were playing Uno, and he was just dominating me, just crushing everybody. And then he was he started to get cocky, and I said, "All right, whatever, pizza face." And then he just looked at me. You heard him bad. Red in the face, put his cards down, and walked away. And everybody just looks at me like, "What? Why would you say that?" Should know better. So yeah, that was that was tough. Um, So I I learned to have a filter. Um, The other story would be. Um, a bunch of my friends and I were, uh, were in our dorm room lounge and we, it was like two o'clock in the morning and we just were going crazy. We were throwing stuff against the walls. We put holes in the walls. Um, it was bad. Yeah. So the janitor next day came up and replastered the walls, repainted the walls. And I didn't know, um, that there was, you know, fresh, fresh, um, plaster on the, on the wall. Uh, behind the behind the couch, and um, we were watching a Steelers game, and um, the Steelers lost. I flipped out and I threw I threw a pillow, and it destroyed the wall again. And the janitor was walking down, oh, no. the same janitor was walking down the hallway, and, and saw, that. saw that, looked at me, shook his head, and just had tears in his face, and then just walked away. And <sighs> that I never was destructive again <laughs> for the rest of the year. That's good. Well, yeah, for the rest of my life there. Yeah, that's good. But, yeah, that was tough. Fabulous. Okay. All right, Hannah, that's a good question. Hard lessons yeah. learned. Yeah, yeah. All right, phone lines learned. are open at 800-320-8255. It's to tell the truth. Ask John and Kath anything. Want to win a grand prize trip to this year's NBA Finals? All you have to do is fill up with Synergy Gas at an Exxon or Mobile station for your chance to win. But don't wait. Fuel up today. Exxon Mobile, official motor fuel of the NBA. No purchase necessary. Ends at 11.59 p.m. Central Time on April 30th, 2018. Open to residents of 50 U.S. and D.C. who are age of majority or older, except void and amp residents of Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, and Worcester. Copyright 2018 NBA Properties, Inc. All rights reserved. Sponsor Exxon Mobile Corporation. Straight taxes. Most mattress ads are dominated by offers of long-term, interest-free financing often for five years or more. Just how expensive is that mattress if it takes you five years to pay for it? Retailers build the financing costs into the already inflated price of the product. 
This is Robin Trzinski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't offer long-term financing and don't inflate prices. Why? We believe in transparency and honest pricing. Get a great bed that you can actually afford. OriginalMattress.com. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America invites you to take steps for cures at a walk near you. Support the 1.6 million Americans living with these diseases. Get started at cctakesteps.org. It cracks me up. I oh want to see, God. like, Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah, I want, for sure. Right? Yes. I want to hear, you know, some little game show host from the 1960s. Right, 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 right. right. What's the guy from the match game? Um, Gene Rayburn. Gene Rayburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. All okay. right, phone lines 800-320-8255. Okay. Um, we got a, a, another Twitter ask. Someone said, hey, what if you were on a, a, a desert island, favorite piece of music? One piece of music to take with you. One album? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, la, 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 Sinatra at the Sands with Count Basie. That'd be it. Sinatra at the Sands. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Okay. All right, I'll take it's that. either that or Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. I would take um, uh, Songs in the Key of Life. Stevie, oh, Stevie, Stevie what a great choice. I hope we end up on the same island. <laughs> we'll trade albums. Mike, do you have one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is it? <laughs> Greatest Showman soundtrack. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the phones, okay? Because this is the greatest, the greatest show. show. It is the greatest showman. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> hey, Joyce, you're uh, live on the air with Kath and myself and Mike. Uh, what's your question for us? Yeah, hi, guys. Hi. Hey, you used to have those um, Ask the Pastor segments. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you still do, but you had uh, Chris. Chris Marshall. From the church in Saxonburg. Yeah. yeah. That I really liked. Yeah. Uh, what happened to him? Well, you know what? Um, That's so funny you asked. We were just talking about him yesterday. We sure were. Uh, Chris is going to be with us March 27th. But something happened with Chris. Uh, his schedule changed, and he just got super busy. So I would say, you know, he, he had like a, a set day every month. And then all of a sudden, you know, Chris was traveling to Cuba, and he was going to Africa. And Cambodian. Just doing things. Yeah. So, you know, it's not from our end, and it's nothing, you know, we, we still love each other, and there's still a relationship. He's just a little too busy right now. Yeah, so okay. so just write down March 27th yeah, in your March calendar. 27th. He'll be back. Yeah, yeah thanks so enough. We missed him. Okay, okay I'll tell him. The thanks. 800-320-8255. Uh, Christy, you're live with us. You got a question for us? Hi, John and Kathy. Um, yes, what is the best gift you've ever received? The best Shh. gift the best we've gift. ever received? Um, My babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your children. Yeah, that's the... Uh, other than other than that, a material gift? Yeah, maybe a material gift. Okay. Um, a material gift, the best gift. I'll tell you what, this is going to sound so surfacy and lame, um, but we did not have cable for the first, like, 15 years we were married. And the, the, the uh, Christmas that my husband got me cable. That's a good gift. I was like, yes. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, material gift? Yeah, okay, so you think about all the hundreds of gifts, if not thousands of gifts. We lived across the street from a guy, Mr. Brush, and Mr. Brush ran a bar in Swissvale. But I had this, as a little kid, I had this relationship with Mr. Brush. We were just, we were buddies. Anyway, he would leave, and I put this in air quotes, anonymous gifts 
outside of our kitchen door. And one time there was a game called King of the Hill, which is like this little you know game you move marbles up this mountain. And he didn't say it was from him, but I knew it was from him. Oh, is that right? Fifty years later, I think of that present. That and when is I do, so. I get kind of like I love that. Yeah. So, Mr. Brush and King of the Hill. That was one of the, if not the best, one of the best presents I I've ever gotten. I love that. What a great story. Thanks enough a lot, Christy. Yeah. Thanks, Christy. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Is this really Pocahontas? No, uh, no. This is not really Pocahontas, but you know. Kathy understands Pocahontas. No. Oh, I know who this is. So I just, uh, you know, favorite song, uh, Death Was Arrested, North Point Ministries does a, a broadcast of it. Um, you know, this is one of my favorite times of the show with you guys because it's the last kind of couple of minutes. You're yeah. freestyling. Right. I enjoy it. And uh, Death Was Arrested. I just was listening to it. I tuned into the show, heard you guys chatting up a little bit, and just thought I'd call in and uh, mm-hmm. mention that song. That's my friend Jim. Hey, Jim. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Jim calls me Pocahontas because when uh, I was in seventh grade, yeah. and he was in eighth grade. <laughs> Our family's vacation together, oh. and uh, we went canoeing on Lake Chautauqua. I see. Multiple times. Then uh, the so following the following year, when I was in eighth grade and he was in ninth grade, we were there was more canoeing. And he's called me Pocahontas ever since. Really? Mm-hmm. No, wait. This Jim, I met you at PNC Park. Yeah. You, yes, you did, John. Very nice. Good, okay. Good, good to talk to you. Hey, yeah. Jim just right. got back from Haiti. Hey, we have to hey. talk soon. I want to hear about that trip. Uh, it was a great trip. Yeah, you ended up you ended um, up I, in a police uh, station. Yes, I did. In Haiti. Do we really need to, should, should we really go into that now? I, mean, well, we were, I think it's a perfect time, to be honest. We're freestyling, Jim, so you're welcome to freestyle as well. Well, I mean, so Kathy knows I've been down there. Uh, this is my seventh trip. I went with my wife and my two sons. Nice. Um, Kathy knows them well. Um, I love the people of Haiti. I have a heart for Haiti. Yes. Um, I spent a lot of time at schools and orphanages and hospitals in Haiti. Wonderful. This was really more about just introducing my wife to the people that I'm really close to and the people that I care about in the country. Uh, the, the police station story was just sort of at the end of the trip. I had a guy who was uh, a young man that I really care about. I helped him get driving lessons, get his driver's license. He kind of dinged up the car that we were driving. Mm-hmm. It was an Avis rental. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Avis guy was not buying some of our stories as it related to the rental. <laughs> so he referred us to the local police station. Uh-huh. So a referral. My, my last last little stop in Haiti, in Capetian, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful city. And it's a beautiful, John, Kathy, it's a beautiful, beautiful country. Um, was in the Haitian police station getting a police report for the ding of the car. Yeah, so sweet. We made it out of the country. And uh, Kathy knows my wife, Karen, um, was a little anxious about the trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the number one priority was getting Karen in, getting Karen out safely. And Ben and Jack were with us on the trip. It was a phenomenal trip. Um, I, we, we got to spend time with all the people that I really care about. And, again, what I want to uh, help to try and rebrand as not just a country of poverty. Oh, it is. And there's a lot of issues there. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful land. And they are beautiful beautiful people mm-hmm. and uh i'm into that you know we, we made it back so. all right so jim i hate to bring this up at this moment but since you're here i feel like i have to um i do believe that you had another encounter with the uh, local authorities when you were in chicago last year what wait uh, kathy in all candor i don't know what you're talking about. yeah it didn't have to do with like ticket scalping or something like what? that what's going on here jim okay no now kathy that was uh, more than just a year ago okay and- hey jim aren't you glad you called <laughs> no seriously aren't you glad you called uh, yeah, totally. well, hey john 
on. I always love talking to Kathy. She's one of my favorite people on the planet, and you're not you're not too far behind her. So sweet. I just was I was just selling a Pirate versus the Cubs ticket. Uh-huh. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, it was a little close to the the venue. Mm-hmm. And I got cited. So, cited. Little ticket. You know, John, cited. You, you, John, you've known Kathy for a long time. You know, this is kind of what she does. She mm-hmm. brings these kinds of things up. In oh, she does. Moment. Yes, she I does. Throw, I you. throw them away for an appropriate time. Yes, That's what I yeah. do. Well, Thank thanks, you, Jim. Jim. Thanks for your courage. You, you may You're not call again for a while. I <laughs> it's never going to call again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a show over. He's got a problem with the law, my friend Jim. No, don't no, you think? I, no. He sounds like a clean living guy. I don't to do know. The right I think thing. he might have trouble with the law. Just circumstances get caught up, which is what happens occasionally. Is that what happens? Yes. I don't know. It's two encounters with local authorities in like a I don't know twenty-four or thirty-six month period. It's just part of being a guy. Mm-hmm. Things I've happen. never been cited. Well, because... And I haven't been yeah. in a police station oh. in uh, in Haiti. Every dog has his day. All right. Okay, that's just how it works. Hey, have a great weekend. Always a pleasure. Thanks for being part of our broadcast family. Uh, God willing, we'll see you same time Monday. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The overriding message from this year's Academy Awards, we've learned our lesson. Responding to the hashtag. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.